Daytona's always been huge. So huge, in fact, that it can't be confined to one weekend. No, no, it deserves a whole week. A speed week. With five days of NASCAR-level racing. History in the making and entertainment that's the envy of the nation. Daytona Speed Weeks, presented by Advent Health. February 16th through the 20th. Get your tickets today at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass and i'm rowdy maglott and welcome to the rowdy maglott show back from space weeks and i'm going to tell you kyle magna helping me out here tonight it was a busy, busy week in Daytona, my friend, and the sun shined and my head got burnt hard, hard. Yeah, Rowdy, it seemed like you were really busy and, uh, you know, glad you were down there for us representing. Uh, you know, you got to do everything. You got to do Volusia, you got to do East Bay, you got to do New Smyrna, you got to do Daytona, and uh, you're still there. You're still in Florida somewhere, so... Um, <laughs> You know, you've just been busy, so not a bad thing, but uh, glad for all the coverage. Glad I'm able to help you out and get everything posted. Finally got the Daytona 500 Champions Breakfast posted about an hour ago, so um, make sure you check out the Rowdy Maglite Racing Media Facebook page and also the site, uh, rowdymaglite.com, and posting all, all of your pictures to the site, so, uh, you know, keeping on top of that. So, Rowdy, um, we have a new Daytona 500 Champion. I tell you guys, it does it get any better than having breakfast with Austin Cedric? Uh, Austin, you know it's fun, he, it's funny, Rowdy. He, he, he I remember, was, was remember remember meeting him at 17 years old, making his Super Speedway debut at Kentucky back in 2015, and he almost won the race too. So um, he's come a long way, and you know another Daytona 500 went for Roger Penske as well. I'm gonna tell you guys, I got the I was in the deadline room with Roger Penske and hey, don't let nobody kid you that he's as sharp as a forty year old. I'm telling you, he 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 was really impressive. I enjoyed that press conference as much as anyone I've ever been into. And I've been in several several of them and that was probably as good as I've seen right there, guys. It was his birthday. Yeah, it's birthday. So, listen, guys, this is how this rolls. When I went out on Sunday morning at about 1230, what was grass was a sea, a sea of people. It was, I've been going to Daytona. I've said this all, keep throwing Talladega up first. Because everywhere Russell Brennan's there, he runs Talladega. I think that's the reason I keep wanting to call it Talladega because I keep, kept running into Russell Brennan. And Russell, thanks for helping me get my credentials straightened out. I appreciate that. And Russell's a hard saying that Russell's a hard guy to deal with, guys. But he's a good guy if you do everything right. He's all about being professional, and that's what we are here. That's what we try to be, Kyle. So. 
I guess that's why I keep saying that, but there was a sea of people. And I'm telling you, I got to meet uh, Steve Phillips at Darlington, not well, at the NASCAR banquet. And I was with Curtis and his wife from Darlington. And uh, Curtis introduced me to Steve then. And I bumped into him in the midst of that sea of people. And uh, we talked just a minute. He was a happy, happy fella, Kyle, to uh, way that turned out. I think I think uh, as far as the wrecks, now I hated that she destroyed a lot of cars. But, you know, some folks, that's what they like to see. And if they like to see cars wrecked, they've seen some in all, all of them. And, Kyle, what about that wrecking on, in Infinity on uh, Saturday night? Yeah, that was real bad, Rowdy. Um, you know, I know, I know, Austin Hill. We can't take away from his win, but uh, George, or, uh, Matt Snyder had a really bad crash in, for Jordan Anderson Racing, and that just basically ended a pretty terrible weekend for them. Uh, Jordan not making the truck race Friday night, and then Myatt going upside down into the catch fence in the race end of the race on uh, Saturday. So, uh, yeah, just a tumultuous weekend for them, and. You know, glad it's probably glad it's over. You know now that that Daytona's in the in the rearview mirror and uh, just um, glad he's okay. Walked away from it. Um, I know that 31 car is fast. There's always you know ever since Jordan's been able to make races last year um, with Tyler Reddick and a few other guys, and then you know uh, getting enough points to run the rest of the season. Um, you know he's been real. They've been real. They they have been a threat. You know fifth at Charlotte last year. Uh, eighth at Circuit of the Americas, so they've had some really good runs. You know, Josh Berry last year had a few good runs. So, um, you know, just uh, just glad that that the, the catch fence held up. And uh, yeah, that was a really scary crash. You know, um, unfortunately, I didn't get to, ta- to watch the, the the end of the crash of the truck race. I missed that one. But um, but yeah, Rowdy, there was a lot of crashing. You know, not not as much in the Arca race, but uh, you know, other other series it seemed like there was some. Some pretty bad crashes. Harrison Burton went upside down too. So, uh, you know, that was the first uh, flip of the the, the new gen car. So, uh, kind of some history there. Well, Kyle, that was pretty scary there. Uh, just to uh, see that how safe the road cage system is in that car already. I, I, the lift on that was. Uh, <laughs> that's what that car wasn't supposed to do, guys. And. I know they're going to get it fixed, but it, it didn't take much to get it over. It, well, it's all in the way the cars hit it. Yeah, just a lot going on and, uh, you know, not as not as much crashing, I don't think, as we've seen in the past. I mean, last year it felt like it was they were crashing every lap but uh, with, the, with the old car. But I don't know. Uh, you know, it seemed like Ford had a kind of a stranglehold on everybody again. Uh, you know, Hendrick didn't really wasn't a factor as much, and you know, even though they were fast and qualifying, they just weren't up there. Uh, you know, Brad Keselowski was up there for a bit. Uh, he had hey, a shot, and just fell Kyle, back at the end. Yes, Rowdy. Let me bring our first guest on tonight. But the tire specialist guy, Gabe Wood. How you doing, Gabe? Wood, doing good, guys. How about you? Uh. Well, I'm tired, man. It's been it's been a long. Kyle, Kyle said it to begin with. I've been from Volusia to East Bay, over to uh, New Smyrna, 
and then all that went on, and then the uh, promoters little uh, deal on Monday and Tuesday. I was doing double duties there up until. Uh, it, it's crazy, man. It's been a hard, hard week, but I, I survived it. It's a lot of fun, built a lot of memories. But uh, guys, let's talk about what you got going. You're three years in with J, JD Motorsports, huh? and just starting out. Not a bad way to start the season, is it? No, we, uh, I'll be honest, we went to Daytona. I mean, we, all the guys at the shop for the six car, the four, uh, with Bailey Curry and, uh, our partnership with Jesse Woody Motorsports and the 34 guys, we, uh, we worked our butts off this off season. Uh, this was one of the first off seasons where we truly got to just focus from on next season from day one. There wasn't a remodel of the shop or anything. And, uh, I mean, we hit the, we hit the ground running going to Daytona. We, Honestly, we, going into qualifying, you know, we thought we, the car had speed, but we were just going to be happy with, you know, a top 20 in qualifying, just, you know, good enough to lock us in. And Ryan went out, I think, at 26 in qualifying. So we're like, well, if we can see him, you know, in the top half of the board, we're pretty much we're pretty much locked in. And he runs his lap, he comes off four, and he bobbled a little bit coming off four. Actually, we kind of got scared because uh, I guess the wind changed down when he came down the front stretch. And he comes off four, and, I see the pylon and everybody from second on down moves down and we just jump. We, I, I was, I'll be honest, I was almost in tears, you know, for, for our little team to eventually go out and, and qualify third out of 47 cars in the first round. I mean, it was just amazing. Makes you feel good. It gives you hope for the rest of the season, don't it, my friend? Yes, sir. It's, uh, it, it makes everything worth it. It makes the, the late nights worth it. It makes the little last minute changes. You know, maybe we can gain half a horsepower, or, you know, just just something. It, and, and at the time, it seems tedious and you hate it, and you you know you, you just want to go home. But when you get to Daytona and you realize you just you just knocked a Gibbs car out of uh, the top ten in qualifying, that was that was that was one of the fun parts. Ty Gibbs pulled up next to us after running his lap and. NASCAR told him to back it up and go to the garage because he was already knocked out of qualifying. So, I mean, just to, to see our little team of, you know, four four main guys, myself, Case Collenbach, my crew chief, Alex Ferd, and my car chief, and uh, Spud Whiteman, our uh, engineer, you know, just the four of us and Ryan Vargas, the driver, help, he's, he's been at the shop every week helping us. But to have that and our small budget beat a multi-million dollar operation in qualifying just straight up, I, it was a great feeling. Well, kind of walk everybody through what you do for. To, uh, well, as as you said during the during the race, uh, I'm tire specialist. I take care of anything tire tire wear, tire pressures. I I build the set, but when we're at the shop, I'm the I I do all the rear end, uh, drivetrain, everything from the transmission rearward is my responsibility. So. <laughs> Everything you saw get ripped out of my my Snyder's car during the wreck is basically my jurisdiction. That uh, one good thing this this week, man, I can't complain about. The weather was was good this week because yeah. the week before it was rotten. It killed Volusia uh, over there for four nights, really, because the Thursday night race wasn't. They canceled it, so it killed them. But to come back and have this weekend. It it was great. Yeah, I mean Friday Friday it was getting hot there towards the end of the day when we when we ended up running practice about about uh, four o'clock and when we uh, when we finally got on track uh, for qualifying 
started cooling off and we, you know we ran our lap and as soon as as soon as we ran our qualifying lap they started to uh it started to heat up a little bit more it started to heat up sorry about that sorry it uh, started That's to right. heat up a little bit more and i think that was part of the reason that uh we were able to run such a good lap is the weather really just took a turn for us right when it needed to uh we got a big wind down the back straightaway that was the thing it was really windy this weekend uh, it was. You're, I didn't even get. I didn't get the my canvas tarp, my tarps, nothing out this weekend. I told my friends. I said I'm not breaking none of that out because I'm not fighting the wind. And we went. No, and you know, under, you can, you're gonna yeah, yeah. So we went and stayed under the tent. If we needed tent, we went over to Red Thirty Eight over there and hung out under the tent. But uh, what what you think about the the last lap on that race? Or, Close to lap was it on, rec, on lap three last lap three laps? Yeah, in our race, yeah, it was uh, yeah. it's pretty intense. I'll be honest, I I thought the last few laps of the race were really clean. We uh, and Vargas was making a smart decision. He ran toward the back. Um, he got out of there. He knew that they were getting ready to wreck. And uh, and shout out to Vargas and Bailey Curry in the four car. They both backed out of it. We ended up sliding through the wreck. We were one of the last cars to make it through. Both of them slid through the turn three grass and kind of slid up on the banking, but we never hit anybody. Uh, it was just uh, damage from going up back up on the racetrack. So that was that was really impressive. And uh, they ended up missing the, the wreck with a 38 car on the front stretch when he got loose uh, on the entry of pit road. Uh, both of them, you saw those two. They went down pit road together. That was that was pretty impressive. And. I was very impressed by both our guys this weekend. Uh, very heads up driving. Well, it was a pretty quick race too. You know, I don't know. If, I know you didn't get to, but I got to go into the media center and it was uh, Watts for Dinner 300 and their staff, and they they served us prime rib. It was really. I tell you what, it was probably one of the best meals I've had for, from the Speedway. Man, I wish you would have sent me a message. I would have been right down there. <laughs> there again, I was busy. <laughs> it was a really busy weekend. Kyle, what what you got, Gabe? Hey, Gabe, it's Kyle here. Uh, what were your thoughts of the Xfinity race Saturday? Um, one of the better Xfinity races I've been a part of, uh, plate racing-wise. There were a couple of guys that um, – I'm not gonna say they didn't deserve to to be there, but it's they they had a little bit too equipment for them, um, and it caused a couple of problems. But I mean, there was there was a couple of underdog performances. I mean, Jay Buford in the 48, you know, he qualified up front with us, but he was a, he was he stayed up there and he raced with those guys. And um, Josh Balicki ran some good laps. We actually we were one two three with Josh Balicki leading there uh, under green flag pit stops. We were gonna try and go for at least another 20 laps maybe hope for a caution and the caution ended up coming out, but um, definitely not as big of a, a, a trying to use the right words here, a travesty that <laughs> um, a couple of years have been, you know, where we get a caution toward the end and it just kind of hell breaks loose. Um, of course it did on the last lap, but other than that, I mean, guys were very, I'm not, I want to say respectful because you have to give and take what you can, but, I mean, three wide racing, 15 rows back. I mean, it was pretty awesome. What was it like returning to the garage for the first time at Daytona? It's always fun. Um, I've been doing this since I was 18, and it's 
I went to Daytona first when I was 10 years old, and it never gets old. Um, just, and it never gets old seeing everybody again, too. Just, you know, you know, we all, we're all family in the, in the Xfinity series. And just to get to see everybody again, you know, we're, we're all working hard, but at the same time, there's always time for, you know, a pat on the back and, you know, how was the off season? And the same thing with the officials, all the officials asking you how, how the last three months have been. Well, that's uh, one of the things about, really, that's the, the best thing about it, Gabe, is all the friendships that you have. And to be able, you know, we've been shut out of this for uh, quite a while. And for all, all of us to get back and kind of somewhat get to normal, cause they made us wear masks when we were inside anywhere. And, hey, I've done got used to it. It's just an order, you know? And it, it Yeah. So, uh I think you know the crowd was good for, for all the races. Yeah, the our the crowd for the truck race. I had to stay for the truck race to uh, to gather some tires, see if we can get any sets of tires from uh, the truck series race. And, uh, that was an impressive crowd. And in the Xfinity series, I was impressed. And then to have the Daytona 500 sold out was impressive. Well, uh, everybody from Daytona was happy for I, I seen Frank Killer this morning and uh Gabe I got to go to the the where they awarded them the jack the leather coats and the, the team trophy. They was, they had a a, a drawing a board so, and there's an artist come in and did the Opmo posted up here a little bit, but he's supposed to have done it in twenty four hours. And he's known for being doing the quick paintings and it really looked good it had uh austin leading the way and right to the left of austin trying to go low was uh bubba wallace and yeah. the colors in I, it, they was racing to the checkered flags it was checkered flags and right in front i i do want to say i'm so proud of austin you know we i've been running the xfinity series and arca as long as he's been in the sport and to see him go from kind of the guy that's and I hate to say this, but he was the guy that a lot of us, you know, made fun of. I mean, he was fast, but he just it seemed like he always found himself in trouble. And uh, over the past few years, he's, he's calmed down and he's become more consistent. And to see him just go out and get a walk-off win in the Daytona 500, that's just that's so impressive, and I'm so happy for him. Well, let me tell you, I hope he set a precedent in the deadline room because I've been to the – you know, drivers are excited. But the, the vibe of his celebration kind of fit the new fit of this car. And I hope it sticks because he come in kicking and hollering and, you know, feeling good. And, you know, I, we see drivers pumped up, but I've seen drivers pumped up. But his was seemed to be a little special. And, and listen, that kid was so spot on on everything he'd done. His interviews... His answers to, to the questions in the interviews in the deadline room was dead on it and fast. Kyle, he was Kyle. I I I don't know if you've listened to him yet, but they are really really good. And for him to win on uh, Roger Penske's birthday, and Roger's yeah. pretty much you know he's grown he grew up with him. He says I've known this kid ever since he was come into this world, and to see how he's developed and the relationship that they've had. And, you know, uh, his granddad died, and he was a, a famous race car driver. And, yeah. hey, here you go. 
I got to see his mom and dad last night also, and you know, on the way out, and he was he talked about how, how his mother was really the key uh, cornerstone of that whole family being able to do what they did because dad had to work on Sundays and Saturdays and mom filled in the right as a racing mom. And I know, I know both of them are, them are proud. I hadn't heard that story, but I just know, I mean, Tim, Tim from a, a business perspective, I mean, he's, he's turned around Penske, you know, in the management side of things, he's, he's overseen them as becoming one of the most powerful organizations when it comes to plate tracks and, and mile and a half and multiple championships with, with Brad and Joey and, and Xfinity Series championships and now at Daytona 500 give Roger another one. It's just so impressive to watch that whole family. Um, and Austin's earned it. Like I said, he's he's been there. And it's, it's funny you mentioned, you know, he, he was so quick uh, talking about the win. And you almost think that's a kid who's been dreaming of that since he was little, you know, just growing up around those trophies and think – He's just been thinking of that moment his entire life, and now it's become uh, come true. And little side little side note: speaking of interviews, and we uh, after Vargas climbed out after qualifying, we initially qualified third in the first round, which was even more impressive. Um, Vargas jumps out of the car, and the first thing he asks is, "You know, where's my mom? Where's my mom?" And Vargas's mom, Dawn, and you can ask Vargas about this, and it's it's going to be hilarious. He she cannot watch him race. It's, I think it's just a motherly thing. She's she's just terrified of it. So she was sitting in the garage area, and I don't think she was even had timing and scoring up because he ended up calling her and said, "Where are you at?" She goes, "Oh, I'm in the I'm in the trailer, qualified third, and you can hear her drop the phone and run to pit road. So it was a it was a great moment to be a part of on that side. Uh, trust me, I know my my wife was. Uh... One that she wouldn't even let my son ride the four wheeler without her being on the front porch and watching. So yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. So uh, man, a great finish. So we had it head out to uh, Fontana, Fontana, isn't it? Fontana, yep. So y'all getting ready right now? I'm sure because that's that's not that's not a short drive. No, we're uh, we're gonna try to be loaded up by tomorrow. We we finished setting up our car today. Uh, all that's left tomorrow is to uh, dyno the cars and finish the backup cars, and we should all be ready to go and fly out Thursday and start the West Coast swing. What you think about the Arca race? Uh, I was actually pitting it. I was gassing for Mason Diaz. <laughs> um, I tell you, my the most impressive part to me was watching Tim Richmond for them in 2020 when they came down to Daytona for the first time with a car that they put together and then to watch them take that car and run third with it all day. I know they didn't get the finish that they deserved uh, by running out of fuel there at the end, but to, to watch Tim excel running up in the top five all day, I, I was, it was impressive to watch. Hey, I was proud of him. I thought he had it, man. And they seemed to think they might have had something for it at the very end if they wanted to gamble for that third place. But I, I and that would have, yeah, that would have been amazing. And and you know what? I think I think Tim and his dad, Alex Club, Willie Mullen, they're 
they're trying to bring back the way ARCA used to be, where it was family-run teams. They buy old cars and they go out and they just they they try and spank big guys and you know end up end up doing it sometimes. Uh, you'll enjoy this. So Gidget has been wanting me to come by his shop. You know he's in Deland, Florida. And and I promise I, I I text him like three weeks ago and says I'm coming by there. And he he texts me back and says uh, you won't regret it. You know what that means? That means no matter what it takes, you go by there and see what he's got to show you. So today yeah. I went. Hey, what an amazing! You you just stop, you you said it. I didn't have to say it. I was gonna tell the story, but Kyle, I'm telling you, I was gonna. This was a story I was gonna tell, but. Uh, Gabe, you started because this guy is building ARCA cars that, like Club, can afford. He's got uh, Eric's car. You know, Eric wrecked his car. He didn't take it yeah. back home to fix it. He pulled it right down there to, to Gidget's place. He's Hey, listen, the man's putting some cars out, and he's doing a good job, and and <laughs> he, he loves it. I mean, the stuff he's got. He's he's got, he's working on the new cars, and he's yeah. making it affordable for for people like like uh, Club and and uh, Eric and some of the others. And and you know he's he yeah the bigger teams if they're dented up or beat up in a little ways, he gets the parts and fixes it because he's yeah. got time to do that. He's doing it as a hobby, but he's making you know he's making a little money and helping everybody at the same time. Yeah, and he's helping Arca at the same time. I mean, it just anything they can do makes it stronger. Well, uh, you know, I didn't know. I, it kind of chokes me up to talk about Earl Bonner. I know you know he's been in bad shape. My, you know, I'll, everybody say a prayer tonight for Earl. It's been pretty tough. This would have been his 50th uh, Daytona working for Arca Menard Series. And not to have Earl down there is pretty sad. God, I hate that. Yep. He was from Earl's, one that got me involved in ARCA because our Earl graduated in 1959 and uh, moved to Michigan and was a trucker up there all that time and an engine builder. And this guy is an engine builder and is good at anything he does when, in mechanical-wise. And, you know, Dave, he was, a, he was over carburation for ARCA. That was his job to hand you the spacer plate yes sir so what you got to close us out here before we bring in uh, ryan i think um well first of all i'm gonna need you to bully ryan for me he deserves it um uh, give him the <laughs> get hard rowdy with ryan yeah give give <laughs> give him uh give him some hard questions make him do math and he's not too good at it but honestly watch out for the little teams this year we're now, our, our crew chief case is kind of dubbing us the little team that could, and uh, I'm looking forward to the West Coast swing. I think we can. I think we can show uh, a lot of people what we can do this year. All right, that sounds like a plan to me, Gabe. I can't wait to watch it on TV and see what what you uh, accomplish. I'll be. I'll see you in Atlanta. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, Kyle. We got uh, Ryan calling up here in just a few minutes, seven thirty, guys. And uh, Kyle, 
I firmly believe this is the year of the little team. You kind of see what already's played out, and and then you go to the Cup Series. Nobody has no notes on that, so nobody knows nothing. Rowdy, you look at Tim Richmond Saturday afternoon and how well he ran in that race up until he ran out of gas with a lap and a half to go. So uh, anything's possible, and, you know, the little team that could, they were definitely that on Saturday. Um, you know, that old DGR car, it's still fast running up front. Um, that's kind of what I, I took away from Speed Weeks. And, uh, I mean, you look at somebody like Spire Motorsports, Landon Castle in the top 15, uh, not a bad run. So, um, you know, you have you definitely have your underdog stories in there, especially when you do go to Daytona. Um, you usually have a few once uh, once you get out of there. Oh, listen, it, that's a, a heck of a note. you got to go, guys. They've been down to Daytona. And then you turn around and you got to head out to to the out to the do the west coast is uh, stretching it a little bit. But look, at least they pulled them together so they go all the way out there and kind of work their way back. Yeah, it's a long uh, long journey, and uh, you know, um, you know, you're traveling from one coast to the other, and then you start the west coast swing. So, very crucial time of the year, and I think these next couple of weeks we're going to really see how the new car uh, prevails. All right, guys, we're going to bring in our next guest. All right, I'd like to welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Ryan Vargas. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Man, it's going great. I guess it was going a lot better after they thawed the checkered flag for you, my friend. Yeah, I mean, it could have been better. Um, Luckily, we avoided that uh, chaos on the final lap. Uh, took it through the grass and was able to keep the car in one piece for the most part. Um, knocked the splitter up a little bit. Had to basically drive through uh, the grass there to avoid all the chaos. But um, we were fast. Our Swan Security Chevy was the third fastest car at Daytona this weekend, and that uh, that says a lot. Yeah, uh, y'all y'all rolled off the trailer fast. I, I, it was uh, that don't happen very often, does it? No, not – I mean, for us, you know, we're going against we're, – we're basically at the situation of David versus Goliath. You know, you have Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, uh, Junior Motorsports, you know, a lot of these teams that are aligned with, you know, cup organizations or aligned with manufacturers and so on and so forth. Now you have us, you know, we don't really have that. You know, we're, we're a smaller family-run organization, and, you know, that's – so what we put together, you know, we bust our tails, you know, I've – I personally had a hand in putting the car together um, and worked alongside my crew, Case, Gabe, and Bird. They they put in so many hours, so much time into this race car, and I list those guys off because those are my guys. Those are, you know, that's my crew. They're they're my shop crew. They're my road crew, and, and they do a ton of work, and it showed on the racetrack on Saturday. Ryan, do you think if you put a little skin into that game, you really love when when you succeed in, the, in that and you send some of those guys back to the garage that thought they were going to roll up front? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely really cool. I mean, they were all super excited to see that, you know, we were able to put our car up front like that. Um, we knew we had a fast car 
uh, especially early in the race when I was able to kind of drop off some cars and suck right back up. Uh, super speedway racing, it's so much about how much how well your car drafts and stuff. So when we were able to see that our car did that, uh, we knew we were in good shape. So kind of walk us through the last five laps of that race. Yeah, uh, for us, we were – I was kind of given the okay to go, which is a, a really good feeling because then you're able to kind of make some moves. And, unfortunately, we were kind of stuck racing in, in the midfield. Uh, a lot of guys just didn't really want to work together. They were racing each other instead of trying to get to the front, which was a bit frustrating. But, luckily, with about four or five to go, we all organized, finally, and got in line and caught the lead pack. Uh, I think I was the, first, the second or third car in line, and I knew my car was plenty good enough to help push and move a line forward. So, when we got up there, it was really just a case of trying to find a spot. Uh, I was able to pick off a few cars here and there, uh, but we took the white flag, and I knew I was not in the top ten. I don't, I don't. I think I was just outside top fifteen, maybe maybe near near the maybe near the low low twenties. And I kind of knew that at that point it wasn't really worth me trying to be in the third lane or the middle groove trying to make something happen because at that point you're kind of just asking to get wrecked if they wreck. So. In turns one and two, I dove to the inside just to kind of get in line and give myself an out if they did wreck. And sure enough, I saw the 31 car flying through the air, and the track was blocked. And luckily, because I moved to the inside, it gave me that out to go to the grass. Uh, I know for our cars, we're not really going to the grass isn't normally the best option, but in that case, it was. So <clears throat> here, here comes the big question, Ryan. And I, and I know I know how it feels, and, and I know it's tough when you got to tell Mama you're in the grass. What's it <laughs> like when you know Mama's found out you're in the grass in Daytona? Yeah, my mom was uh, she was definitely uh, she was definitely a little skittish after the race. She she was more worried about Myatt, uh who flipped. He's my he's actually my roommate, and uh, so I'm really good buddies with him and. So we were a little bit more worried for him. She knew I was okay. I crossed the start finish line and stuff. She was she was definitely worried though. She didn't. She hates super speedways. Um, she <laughs> she doesn't like how we're all so close together. But uh, it's that's part of the game. It's part of the it's the nature of the beast at that at at these super speedways. And when we got up there and stuff like that, uh, it was probably it was probably very nerve wracking for her. Well, she's just a mother, and I understand that because. Fathers, at, fathers would be just as nervous as moms if they're when they hear their son goes through through uh, the grass. But after seeing the, the wreck that that happened, it kind of makes you feel good that you got a safe pace to ride in, don't it? Absolutely. Um, you know these cars are insanely safe. Honestly, they. It, it's just it's very amazing to me that Myatt was able to pretty much walk away from that accident. I know he's pretty beat up and stuff which is you know going to happen when you slam a catch fence at 190 miles an hour but uh for the most part you know leave that accident okay uh, that's pretty pretty crazy um and very impressive and a testament to kind of what nascar does so um hopefully we never find ourselves in that that, that situation but it's good to know that we have cars that are safe enough to handle that well ryan that was the uh watch for dinner beef 300 and let me tell you what 
a big throw out to them. They they fed us well over in the media center and uh, in Victory Lane. They had these big, thick steaks, seasoned laying there, and they were going. Somebody was going to take them and cook them after it was over with. But that's what Victory Lane looked like. Uh, what what was it like coming back into pit row and seeing all the guys? I mean, not, y'all had to have been ecstatic on the finish. Yeah, I mean, we were pretty okay with it. Uh, we knew we could do better, which is a good feeling. It's good to go yeah. out there and know that you, you know, get a better result, uh, especially for our organization. Um, but everybody was pretty pleased. You know, we showed what we had. We we proved a lot of people wrong, and we showed that we can go out there and compete at these races. So um, just add that to the notebook for next time, and uh, we'll make it we'll make it even better for Talladega. Hey, Ryan, it's uh, Kyle here. Uh, kind of did you expect what you expected in the Xfinity race on Saturday, and who who did you work with most of the day? Yeah, that race kind of went as expected for me. Uh, I knew they were going to wreck quite a bit just because there's a lot of uh, newer guys, a lot of guys with, you know, varying patience levels. Um, and so when that all came, came to fruition in the race, when there's pretty much right away we had like a three-car accident on two, I kind of knew that that was going to set the tone for the day. And I just saw them flying all over the place pretty much taking any run they can get. There was no real organization really throughout the race, uh, which was something that kind of that right there caught me off guard. Normally there's a little bit more organization, um, but there really wasn't in this one. Uh, everybody just kind of took every run they had. Uh, I was just wanting to ride where I could be. Um, but overall, just a very interesting day. Uh, I think we, like I said, we, we showed what we could do and we proved a lot of folks wrong. What was what was your biggest surprise of Speed Weeks? Um, you know, you were in the Xfinity race. I mean, what what else did you see maybe that that caught your eye from another race during the week? Um, I mean, for me, the biggest surprise of the week was qualifying as good as we did. Uh, we qualified third in the first round, was able to move on to the second round and qualify eighth overall for the race. Um, that is insane for our team, uh, making the second round and being as fast as we were in that situation. Um. It, it goes to show what our team has been able to do. Um, it goes to show basically all the work they've put in as well. Uh, so that was a great uh, feeling and not necessarily a surprise, but just it was a lot of reassurance. Uh, the one thing that did caught me off guard was just the fact we were able to have a blowover in Xfinity. Um, I don't think the Xfinity series has really had a legitimate blowover in, in nearly – nearly a decade um so that definitely caught me off guard um but you know at at the end of the day you know race cars you know i've I've heard that jumbo jets you know you know boeing 747s or whatever they are they they take off at 160 170 miles an hour we're going out there at 190 something so when we get turned around and the wheel gets up in the air most likely we're going to fly so you're never going to stop race cars from flying it's it was just definitely a surprise since we haven't seen that in such a long time. My final question for you is, uh, I mean, what, what are you maybe expecting the rest of the year? Now that Daytona's out of the way, uh, I mean, what's the rest of the season looking like for you? 
Yeah, I mean, really the rest of the season is just more of the same. Um, run all the laps, be there at the end, uh, and do our job. And our job is to, you know, put ourselves in good positions, be consistent, uh, and be there at and do what we know do what we know best, and that is just bide our time, patience, learn every single race. Uh, so I met some friends in Victory Lane after the Sprint Cup race, or not Sprint Cup, after the Cup race, and they own a winery in Sonoma, so maybe I, I get... They send me over their email. That's going to shoot me over the email. And I hadn't had time, Ryan, to, to check it, man. I've been so busy. That I went to Volusia. I was at New Smyrna. I went over to East Bay, and they had, you know, racing's, is, racing's getting better, guys. I mean, the crowd was bet, was good on Saturday. Was it not, Ryan? I mean, that was the that biggest was, crowd I've crowd seen. Was, yeah, the crowd was very impressive on Saturday. Uh, that was a... A very pleasant surprise. My phone, I dropped my phone there. Sorry. <laughs> my, uh, no, the crowd was very impressive. Um, it was genuinely pretty packed. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to see what the rest of this year ends up looking like. I, I think you're going to see that uh, the crowds have come back because I, I firmly believe this two years that we went through kind of was a reminder that life can be short. And a lot of money in the bank don't mean nothing when you go. Absolutely. So uh, let's let's talk about your sponsors there that make you go round, Ryan. So definitely. Uh, Swan Security has been a massive partner of ours. Uh, we're going to welcome a few new partners onto the race car throughout the next few weeks here. Uh, we're also going to be welcoming back some partners. So just keep an eye Keep your eyes peeled for some announcements coming up. Uh, a lot of cool things going on. Well, Ryan, I, uh, when you roll into Atlanta, I'll come down. And let's, you know, let's talk and uh, do a little summary on what you did on the end of the race. There, I like uh, I like Atlanta and that new configuration. What have you? What's your thoughts on Atlanta? I mean, I, I know you got to be thinking something about it because nobody knows a whole lot about it. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, it's kind of like, what do we, what should we expect? You know, it's, yeah, it's going to be super banked like a super speedway. We're going to be, you know, I don't know exactly what NASCAR plans on doing in terms of finalizing a package uh, for what we run that race. But if they're going to go there with the idea of making us run, you know, a super speedway type race at the end of the day, it's still going to be a mile and a half. So what you do on the track and how, you know, the tires wear essentially that's going to dictate how this race goes. So I think it might turn into something where you saw the cup package last year where, you know, it kind of is really tight for a few laps, but then kind of spreads out a little bit. So um, I'm very intrigued. Um, pretty excited to head down there. Uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the overall feel, in my opinion, uh, is just excitement. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what the new – configuration does i loved the old configuration but at the end of the day the place did need to be repaved as much as we all you know want to reluctantly say that exactly um, it, it needed to be repaved and so might as well do something different you know because if they didn't it was probably just going to be a bottom feeder you know run of the mill mile and a half for 10 15 years you know it took a long time for it to get to the point that it was so you know, might as well change it up, do something different, and hopefully it puts on a good racing product. 
Well, I went over for testing, Ryan, so I know what it looks like. Uh, it's deep, and and the cup car stuck on it. They they was oh, yeah. they was moving pretty good. So I, I I've already seen it, and I'm I'm excited about going out there. Uh, where can they follow you, Ryan? Before you go here. Yeah, people can follow me on Instagram at rtrv23. Uh, they can follow me on uh, Twitter and TikTok at Ryan Vargas underscore 23. Uh, I got to update my website, but my website is ryanvargas.com. Uh, like I said, I got to update. It's been a long time since it's been updated. I had someone running it, and then uh, just been a while. But that's one, one outlet. And then obviously just follow our race team, JD Motorsports, on social. Uh, that's where you'll see a lot of the info about me and all that we got going on. All right. Ryan, thanks a lot for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Looking forward to seeing you in Atlanta. Good luck this weekend coming out in California. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. Looking forward to more. Thank you, buddy. No problem. Thank you, guys. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. Well, I was at the track. I had plenty of time to get there, Kyle. Uh, I think I'm gonna be Kyle. I think when you when you knock all this out, it's gonna be gone about 28, 29 days. I hadn't made it home yet. You're still there, Rowdy. You're still in Florida. <laughs> I'm hanging in there, Kyle. I think we knocked it out the park tonight. Uh, you know, we had some exciting times this weekend, guys. Uh, and I've been talking about it the last couple of weeks, but. You know, just to go and be part of Volusia and all the history out there and Kyle stumbling on some of the stuff that I stumbled on on this trip, Kyle, and before we go. So on on the way down for the Rolex 24 hours, I stopped in St. Augustine and went to, uh, what, the Fountain of Youth? Drank at the water. I should have got it. I should have got a couple of castings of it because I needed it before the weekend was out. I'm telling you, between uh, this weekend's been late nights with Red 38. I'll give a shout out to Bill. I'm telling you, there ain't nobody puts on a tailgate party like Bill and Jim. You know, <laughs> they do a good job and everybody loves it. I mean, you you see people stumbling around all the way until four o'clock in the morning. They cut the music off at 12 and cut the lights down, and nobody still wants to leave. <laughs> Somebody has to set up to keep the drunks from taking everything. And, you know, with that being said, the nights were long and the mornings come quick because we were out there. Kyle, you know how all the information I shot to you. We had a presence in the fan zone. So when you walked out that media door, guess what you seen over there uh, in the fan zone? You seen the <laughs> pretty much it was the TV, it was Fox Eight. I don't give a shout out to them guys, man. A great group of people. 
they worked, they come early and they work late. I could leave my stuff on the table stage next to me. I'll wait till 11 o'clock, Kyle. That's some nights I got a de- out of deadline room at, at uh, about, I think that one night it was about 20 to 12. And I got back over, to, yeah, it was, because I got over to, over to Bill's and got, they had me one, well, I got to drink one beer over there. I didn't get to finish the beer before they cut the music off. And that's the way that night worked. But with that being said, you know, we could leave that. And we had presents the whole weekend where everybody else says empty tables, but the TV guys, the Rowdy Baglite banner hung right there. And we were back and forth because, uh, Russell got me a workstation, uh, and it was, I didn't get to sit in there much. Kyle, I'm tell you what, Victory Lane, man, it was awesome. If you go on TikTok, if you don't see them, go on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. I got some good ones. I've got more to upload. Victory Lane for uh, Austin. Guys, when the confetti flow, it was awesome. That purple and reds and whites and silvers falling up, going up in there. It made for the last last day of racing golden. Kyle, what you got for us to close this out? Because I could talk about this. I, hey, I, I, how do you do what I've done in this length of time and talk, and try to cover it in one hour? You can't do it. No, it's a lot, Rowdy. And uh, I give you credit for making the effort down there. We got you in the Volusia. We got you in the East Bay. Got you in the Daytona. So mission accomplished there. Um you know, you got to see everything. You got to, you know, knock everything out, the Rolex, uh, dirt, asphalt, you name it, you were there. Um, you know, you got to see a lot of people, which was nice. And, uh, you know, you got to take a lot of awesome pictures for us, and everything's on the website, so check it out. And uh, videos, too, so make sure you subscribe to the Rowdy Maglite Racing Media Facebook page. Uh, check us out, RowdyMaglite.com, and uh, check out Rowdy on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, YouTube as well. So uh, glad glad the Speed Weeks has come to an end. You know, there's another one of the books now. And um, something I, I did want to point out, uh, in Trucks Xfinity and, and yesterday's Daytona 500, it was all won by drivers who made their team debut in another series. It was Zane Smith. His first race was front row in the truck. Austin Hill's first race with RCR in the Xfinity car. And, uh, well, I mean, you know, it was, it was Austin Cindric's, uh debut in the two-car, well, for a points race. So um, he finished second in his duel to Brad the other night and won the race yesterday. So um, that's in the books. And, uh, Rowdy, we look, we look forward to Fontana, the West Coast swing. All our attention turns to that. And, uh, you know, we'll have Arca here back here in a few weeks of Phoenix and um, see how that goes. You know, it's going to be weird not having Ty Gibbs running in these Arca races anymore now that he's in in Xfinity. That's all we talked about last year was Ty Gibbs winning ten times. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, like I said, glad you got everything in. And um, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll look forward to Atlanta here soon and Bristol and hopefully get you in there as well. Uh, absolutely, uh, and yeah, we didn't even get to talk about uh, Ark tonight, but uh, Corey, 
Corey Heim, man, took it home at uh, and the Lucas Oil 200, man. That, that's look, I if you use an oil product, use their oil product, you know. Use the folks that sponsoring racing. That, I mean, think about that, guys. Why not spend the money with the people that's spending the money that enables these guys to race? Because Kyle, look, going over to Gidge's place today, he's trying to save them a dollar, but you have to work at it to save it. You know, he, he showed me some stuff that just had cracks and some of the upper levels don't won't use it, so they pretty much, you know, they help him out with that piece. And he comes home and he fixes it and puts it on the car. They wrap it or paint it. Hey, it's a race car. It's ready to race. And with him working with Arca, he's got, I'm telling you, this guy's got the templates. He's got the setup. He's got the setup, but they ain't but one man show. But what you got is quality and it works. And he's helping these drivers like Eric, leaving his car down there to have it fixed. And he's got he's got everything to fix that car right there right now. So, guys, hey, we're getting ready for Arcus the next race in Arcus uh, Phoenix, Kyle. So they're they're headed out to the West Coast also, and uh, we'll see them back at Talladega. Looking forward to that. But until then, hey, we got the Thursday night show pretty much lined up, and uh, we'll be posting it up on how that's going to roll, Kyle. But I appreciate you taking out time tonight and helping me, okay, dude? It, I, and and the, you did the work, too. I just had to hustle. You did the mind work on the on the uh, web page because you hear Ryan. It, it takes a lot to have a web page and a designer, and I appreciate what you've done, Kyle. Somebody has to be the webmaster, Rowdy. Ah, uh, you're, hey, and you are the webmaster. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Rowdy. Talk to you Thursday. Kyle, I'm going headed to uh, Montgomery. It'll be my next race. Got that set up with me. All right. We'll see you then, my friend. All right. Thursday night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.